This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to The Vibe Within. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. If you don't know who I am, hey, what's up? Thanks for listening. I live in Miami. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm obsessed with healing, mental health, psychology, writing, art, creativity, and just connecting with people. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's an audio essay that I wrote about the sick, twisted stigma of success and recognition. This is for everyone to hear, because I feel like in this day and age, in our generation in particular, it's filled with entrepreneurs and creatives who are kind of stuck in this hyper-productive way of life. Hyper-productivity is a buzzword that I've been hearing a lot about, and I truly think that we are slowly being conditioned into thinking that we are not worthy enough if we're not productive 24-7. And this is just not the case. 
So it's a audio essay that I wrote, and it's me reading my essay to you guys, so that's that. Um, a little bit about my day, or what's going on just now, in the now, before we get into the episode. Um, as you know, I teach yoga, and tonight's class was filled with people, so that made me think, like, whoa, what's going on in the universe? Everybody needs yoga, everybody's stressed out, or what? Like, what's happening? Usually my Friday night classes have, like, 10 people max, but tonight there was about 25 people. It was mat to mat. There was nowhere for me to even walk, but I love that. It honestly helped me so much just by walking into the room full of people. I was shocked. Um, but not really because I'm a fucking awesome teacher. So if you haven't taken my class and you live in Miami, hit me up. You can be my guest. Um, apparently, yeah, everyone needed yoga tonight. So I definitely felt that energy and it was just really awesome. This is why I teach yoga. This is what I live for. Um, and also recently I've been sort of in limbo with thinking, am I ready for love? Am I unworthy of love? It's like a cat and mouse thing. I can't decide. Do I deserve a partner or am I too crazy? Am I doomed to be alone forever and just be this cool ass fucking old lady with a hot yoga body and just do her self-care routines every day all day? I would be cool with that, but it would be just nice to know so that I can stop expecting and stop questioning. Sometimes I just find myself questioning my worth, but it's crazy because right now I'm in my prime. Yeah, I'm in my late 20s, and sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm celibate right now. I don't have sex out of choice. I mean, I just don't really want to, but I look better than I did when I was in my early 20s. When I look at photos of myself when I was in my early 20s, I fucking cringe seemed like my body was made up of alcohol, drugs, processed foods, and gluten. Just looking at the photos makes me feel puffy and gross. Tonight, I actually burned some photos, and I put it in my stories, and it felt really good. I threw away a bunch of shit, and I kind of angrily, rage-ish, cleaned my house and threw stuff away, because sometimes you just have to let it out like that, like... If you're feeling angry and you're feeling overwhelmed and sad and irritable, like, for me, if I just start throwing shit away in, like, an aggressive way, I feel like I kind of just got in a fight and I, I don't know, (laughs) it's crazy. But taking it back to my class, um, after my class, one of the students was chatting it up with me um he took my class last week too and I'm not gonna like describe him or anything but um he's got a really awesome vibe and I liked his energy a lot and it just caught me off guard when he was like talking to me and seemed interested in me and in general it catches me off guard when a dude seems interested in me because I've been so scarred, and 2018 was my spiritual solitude year, so it's like I'm coming out of the woodworks looking all creepy and weird and moving big bushes out of the way, bug-eyed. It's like a fucking creep in a movie. (laughs) That's me. Like, when a guy is into me, I'm like, what's the catch? Where are the punked cameras? Like, looking around, like, is this real? 
because I've lost my swag, guys. When you're in spiritual solitude, you kind of forget what it's like to date and do stuff with people who you don't know. It kind of gives me anxiety. He asked me what I do for fun, and I literally had to think outside of my bubble. And I was like, um, well, I, I run and I jog and I work out and I, and I've been working on my podcast. But in reality, it's like, I work out, I write, yeah, I'm doing this podcast thing. I lay on my bedroom floor with my cat. Who have I become? These aren't things that you do on dates. You don't invite somebody over to hang out with your cat and lay on your floor. It's just awkward to be asked what I do for fun because I've somehow turned into this late 20s yoga teacher who's just high on life and CBD and Kratom, but that doesn't count. I don't really drink and smoke anymore, but, you know, sometimes I will. It really depends on the set and setting and my mood, but I don't really have any urge to get drunk. Maybe I'll have like a glass of wine or a puff of a joint. I've become addicted to feeling good and sober and wellness and feeling clear and present. I've become addicted to creative flow and productivity, but I've given up on the whole boyfriend thing. It's not that I don't think I'm worthy of love for someone else. I just honestly don't care to have a boyfriend right now. What I need is a therapist. (laughs) Oh, man. On that note, let's just move into the episode. Um, If you like the episode, review. Leave me a review, rating, screenshot. Let me know that you enjoyed it. Follow me on Instagram and... Let's just get right into it. In this day and age with social media, I think our generation and the generations after us are pretty much screwed into thinking that they aren't fulfilling their quote-unquote purpose unless they are being widely recognized or have a big following or are helping huge collectives and groups of people or are hyper-productive this buzzword that we hear so often, hyper-productivity, what does it mean? And I feel like we're all kind of trapped in this hyper-productivity mindset. But in fact, this is diminishing our light and our content energy. I feel it more than ever recently, as I'm in my late 20s now, I feel like I wasted a good chunk of my 20s feeling like shit physically and emotionally, working jobs that were not fulfilling, feeling sick, and dealing with insane symptoms from inflammation, brain fog, and thyroid dysfunction. I think my body was full of toxins to the point that it was hard for me to function normally and just get through the day. So many of my days were spent crying and worrying And hours were spent doing yoga or working out because it was the only thing that would make me feel better in my body. From my sore muscles to my aching joints to my swollen limbs, my swollen thyroid glands, everything was just always inflamed, my body and my mind. And once I started to biohack and really take my healing seriously, 
that's when my brain fog and my gut and my adrenals and my chakras began to heal themselves slowly but surely. Then my productivity skyrocketed in the most natural and effortless way. But for so many years, I wanted to be successful and my physical health was affecting my emotional health and my psyche and my ability to just do. Like I said, functioning and getting through the day was sometimes the hardest thing ever. It was a battle. And I didn't feel normal. I felt like everyone around me was being more productive, and for me, it was just hard for me to leave my house sometimes. It was hard for me just to get to class and get through an exam or do a project or get through my shift waitressing or bartending. It was the little things that was making me start to think that I was crazy. So now I'm in my late 20s and I'm making up for all the lost time. All the time that I wasted feeling like crap. And I think all the things I could have done during those years between 18 to 25 But I have to trust that this is the way it's supposed to be. So when I circle back to the word hyper-productivity, I guess I suppose I am a bit guilty as far as wanting to be heard, quote-unquote, but it's not so much for me. I want my perspectives to help people not feel alone. I want to be heard so that the collective can be heard and understood as well. Through my pains and traumas, others can feel normal and maybe find clarity, so they aren't suffering and stuffing themselves in isolated boxes, like I did. Because I thought that I was lazy for years, I put myself in a box of procrastination and unworthiness because of my physical and emotional illnesses, but in reality I just needed to take the time and really heal rather than poisoning my body with drugs and alcohol and toxic people. I was just hindering my healing process. This podcast is my newest and most favorite form of expression because I feel like I can be myself with no apologizing and I can talk about topics that I sometimes have no one else to talk to about them with. I find comfort in talking about them in my bubble And when it actually gets out there to social media and the universe and to you guys, it jolts me into this sense of contentment and self-healing, as well as my goal to heal the collective, or at least try, and help anyone I can. We can't rush our passions and our projects and our creativity, but I do think that the quicker and the more efficiently we can heal, we will easily get out of our way flow into our path and that path is full of passions dreams and desires that we are worthy of it's almost like our generation is full of hypersensitive souls who are craving to be heard noticed through perfectly structured photos of bikini bodies and endless vacations it's like when does it stop what's real and what's not i don't know anymore Are we slaves to productivity and longing for success? Whether it's socially or financially, 
Are we trapped in this ever-going expectation? It doesn't take being famous or widely known in order to make an impact on humanity. I think we are diminishing our self-worth by thinking that we aren't fulfilling our purpose if we aren't on our perfectly aligned career path right now. I see so many young entrepreneurs doing so many things and it overwhelms me just watching. I get that young creatives want to be successful, but what you guys don't realize is that you have so much ahead of you and if you're in your late teens or your early or mid-twenties and you're listening to this, I just want to say you have no reason to rush. Because if you rush and try to do everything now, what will come later? The bar is going to continue to be raised and it's ultimately just going to make yourself expect more and more from yourself without actually marinating and absorbing your victories. If we don't celebrate our small victories, then we aren't allowing ourselves to live in the moment. If we are trying to one-up ourselves constantly, then we are subconsciously bashing ourselves. We have to pat ourselves on the back sometimes too. If we keep this up, we are going to hit a roadblock and be like, damn, I wish I slowed my roll before. I'm overwhelmed now. What do I do now? I'm seeing 20-year-olds doing what 30-year-olds are doing. I see so many people rushing and hurrying with hyper-productivity. For what? It doesn't matter if your book publishes in 5 or 10 years. I just wish that young entrepreneurs could see that they have so much to learn and so much experience that's going to still come into their life path. So if they feel rushed to create everything now, then they're kind of setting themselves up to expect more and kind of be let down later. It's like, oh, if you're not working your passion, then you're wasting your life away. And this this buzz and this stigma that's based around, oh, find your passion, listen to your voice. I fully believe in that. But we can't make people feel terrible if they're working jobs that maybe aren't their passion. Maybe they just need to live paycheck to paycheck right now. I did for years. And looking back, that has made me who I am today. It's given me character. It's made me realize and understand what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck and wonder how I'm going to buy food or gas for my car or how I'm going to get to work. It's little things like this that we don't learn in school. We're just told to get your dream job, to know what major and minor you're going to school for, and to get a career that's going to make you rich. I'm so tired of hearing all these podcasts and super successful people and them praising themselves for finding their rich purpose and then writing a book or trying to help people by creating a life coaching company. It's just getting so washed out. And I'm not bashing any of these people. I truly do admire some of the work that I've been seeing and reading and hearing about because it's needed, especially with how traumatized and sensitive this generation is. It's amazing to see everyone wanting to create, but why are we so conditioned now into thinking that 
We are living a worthless life unless we are helping thousands of people. Our generation has so much expectation and so much comparison, I'm beginning to get sick to my stomach thinking about it. What about the janitor? He still has a huge purpose. Maybe he will have an incredible impact on many teenagers with his sense of humor and open personality. What about the taxi driver? Is he just doomed to be miserable in, in his job forever? Why can't all people with normal jobs also feel, feel fulfilled and happy? Maybe he connects with strangers and makes them feel heard and understood and makes them feel emotion. What about the teacher who will teach their entire life, retire, and that's that? What about the stay-home mom? pouring her heart and soul into her kids and not doing much else. Her purpose was fulfilled. But there's so many of us who feel this heavy pressure and planted expectations to make a mark on the world, quote-unquote, or to be heard, to find our purpose, to be remembered. Is that why we're all doing what we're doing? So that when we leave this earth, we will be remembered? Sometimes I question that to myself as well. There are still ways to change the world as long as we can help maybe one or two people. Sometimes that's all it takes. Our parents' generation was simply brought up to worry about taking care of the family, making enough money for food on the table and shelter, and being happy. Now, in our generation, and the ones after us, we are expecting so much more of ourselves, it's kind of terrifying. Food on the table and shelter, of course. But what about the cars? What about the vacations and the dream houses and the businesses and the thriving startups? Why? Family morals and family love and caring about one another is slowly diminishing, I feel like. Why are we so eager to complete it all so fast? What's next? What's after that? There will never be a finish line when it comes to productivity when you are, crea when you are a creative. An entrepreneur, a businesswoman or man, we all have this thriving productivity mindset happening. Sometimes I wish we could rewind and feel the 80s and the 90s again what it was like before social media and before we had thousands and millions of people at our fingertips to compare our lives, our bodies, our relationships, our jobs. Comparison is the thief of joy and we hear this all the time but we don't realize how toxic we are treating ourselves. Our parents generation was the last generation who got a life experience that didn't expect them to make a fuckload of money each year or to pay off $100,000 worth of art school debt or the quote-unquote, you better make your mark in the world satisfaction. The business expectations just keep getting more intense. This internal seed has been planted of quote-unquote, you better be noticed and respected or rich and famous well-known and looked up to. It's all bullshit. We are all capable of helping people, whether we have a big social media platform or not. 
Maybe it just takes making a phone call to your friend or your loved one. We're all capable of helping people whether or not we have lots of money in our accounts. Do you think that when we leave this earth at our funeral, people are going to remember us by how much money we had in our savings account? Or the vacations that we took? Or our house? Or our furniture? Or our clothes? Things will probably never be the way they were in the 90s and the early 2000s, but that's okay. We're actually lucky that we live in this day and age with technology and healing illnesses and diseases. We're finally beginning to wake up and take our bodies and our minds seriously. The only thing I wish would lift up is this sense of urgency for everyone to create in such a short time. To lift this sense of needing to succeed at the highest possible rate or else. What? We didn't make our mark in the world? My parents might not be these huge, impactful, famous writers or creators, but they made their mark in my world. I remember their late nights that they would clean offices, lawyers' offices, doctors' offices. I remember them doing payroll in our basement. They were entrepreneurs. They had their own business, and they were hustling to make ends meet and to make me and my sister's life the best that it could be. They made their mark in our worlds, and I wish everyone felt good enough because with where life is going, with the rise of expectation of success and social media comparing lives, I feel like contentment is slowly disappearing and hyper-productivity is on the rise more than ever. It's time for us to take back our power and allow ourselves to absorb and enjoy the journey without being a slave to productivity. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. I like to switch it up every now and then, so I think I'm going to sprinkle in some of these audio essays throughout the season about topics um, that really interest me that I enjoy writing about. But if you guys have questions, comments, or topics that you'd like to hear about, please DM me on Instagram. My Instagram is gypsyloveflow, or you can email me at gabcohen at gmail.com, and I will put that in the show notes. I'm also going to be doing a lot of Q&A episodes throughout the season, so I really enjoy receiving your questions, your concerns, and just to get to know you guys about what's going on in your life. Um, I'm going to be having some really amazing guests on to interview them on this podcast, so get ready for that. So if you have anyone in particular that you would like me to interview, um, definitely send me your requests. I want this to be a collaboration. I want this to be a community. And this is why I'm bringing myself into my vulnerability, um, into this podcast thing, because Instagram is awesome, but it's one-dimensional. And I'm ready for the 5D. I'm ready to bring my thoughts into the universe in a different way. And I feel like connecting with you guys through audio is the next best thing. Um, I'm not a huge video type person like doing yoga videos and meditation videos isn't really my thing but I love speaking I love writing and I love connecting with you guys so 
If you liked this episode or you just like the podcast in general, leave me a review and rating and share this with your friends and your family. Take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can see that you're listening. And I really love just connecting with you guys and hearing your thoughts about the episodes. Um, We're all going through something in our lives. You're not alone. And I hope that you have an amazing day, morning, night, week. And until next time, love you guys. Peace.